Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. <sighs> so, it's February when I'm recording this episode, but it's going to be released on March 1st. But because it's February, you know, uh, and we did the start of season two, super, 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 super excited to talk with y'all and share some things. But as we know, as life goes about its business and does its things and its twists and turns and curls and dips and spins and hand performance. It gets a little crazy, right? So I thank y'all for all holding on, waiting for the second episode of season two, which took quite a lot more time than I thought it was going to take to produce and get out to you. But I had a shitload of a February. <laughs> so to start us off today, I'm going to be Yuri... Hanjo. If you know who Yuri Hanjo is and you know the anime slash manga for Yuri Hanjo, if I see you out, I will buy you a drink um, as the world kind of gets to some kind of normalcy or at least humans interacting with humans. And you know what? <laughs> I think it'll be a good little experience as the world gets to some sense of normalcy. But before we even get started today, I always like to let you know how you can reach out to the show, interact with the show, be a part of the show, or touch the show on its little hem of its garment, however you prefer. Now, I will tell you all that I have decided to take a break from the book of faces. Facebook and I are no longer talking, and I'm very happy about that. This has nothing to do with Facebook gel or everything else that Facebook will do or everything that makes Facebook problematic. I've just decided to take a break from it because I am tired of all the weird, random, spammy messages and awkward, weirdly posed dick pics that I tend to get on there. So I decided to disable my Facebook for a little bit. But if you do want to reach out to me for the show, feel free to do so on all of the other social medias aside from Facebook at Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy or you can email me at Lifestyle GBB that's Lifestyle G is in gay B is in black B is in boy at gmail.com and I'll be sure to read your emails I want to see what you're saying talking about or maybe you just want to curse me the fuck out and if you want to do that, feel free to do so. And because I decided to take a four-week hiatus between the first episode of season two and the second, you got four, four curse words, girl. Curse me the fuck out, and I'm here for it. Um, But <clears throat> aside from all of those things, I am still very happy to be back for another episode with y'all and super excited because we got some shit to talk about. Now... I'm recording this episode, one, while I'm rolling a blunt, and two, on February 26th. So, it's towards the end of the month. But, um, I wanted to talk about a few things and a few things that y'all sent me. And, you know what? Let's just get right into the shits, right? Uh, first thing I want to say, Cupid, you are still a dick. Cupid, you are a mondo dick, an uber dick, a super dick, a super duper califragic something aspiacidocious or jello dick. 
whatever you are. You're a dick of all magnitudes and I hate you. Um, so Valentine's Day for me, which a few people reached out to me and I thank you for doing that for Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. I know I am quite behind. But Valentine's Day for me consisted of me and my person going our separate ways. Um, don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> if you know that musical number, you know, hit me up about it. But don't cry for me. I am very happy that it ended. So one of the things that I want to talk about, you know, fresh off of a breakup and getting into another episode, breakups are quite the experience when you have a breakup the proper way. And when I say a breakup the proper way, that's when you and the other person actually have a discussion that you're breaking up. And we don't do this new age thing of just ghosting people. Um, it's actually quite liberating and it doesn't feel good, but it gives you far, far, far more closure than the standard fuckboy relationship that I'm pretty sure a lot of us, especially if you are a gay man, a gay black man, or anybody in the queer community, our breakups are kind of fucked up. <clears throat> but I did end my situationship with my person. And, you know, I just want to talk about one thing. When you're in a relationship with another person, I feel that it is important that you take the moment to acknowledge both of your flaws and the things that you know that are going to be challenges in the relationship that you're trying to build. So that way you have a means of a way to measure how you're addressing the issues. And also you have a means to say, hey, I said I'm not going to stand for this action and you keep doing it. So now it's time for me to grab my bags and leave. That's kind of what happened in this situation with my person. Uh, my person and I, we were getting along just fine. Things were great. But unfortunately, there was this one issue of that person constantly. And when I say constantly, I mean to an extent that is quite unreasonable. And I'll say it that way, that it was quite unreasonable. Um, every day I was dealing with the actions or questions of if I'm sleeping with another person or engaged with another person while talking to them. While <clears throat> I can see in situationships, relationships, that can be a valid question of, hey, are you entertaining anybody else? Does somebody else have your attention? Is somebody else touching your pink parts and also making you scream the name of Jesus? All are questions that are understandable, relatable, and I get it. But at some point in a relationship, when you're starting something with somebody new, you're building something with somebody new, or you're trying to set aside your past to enjoy a new person, you can only bring up the same issue that comes from other people who have fucked you over so many times before. It's no longer something that's a valid argument within a relationship. It's just a crutch. And you cannot be mad at somebody when they say that they're tired of dealing with a crutch and they want to deal with you, but you keep giving them the crutch. 
I think I got it out the way I need to get it out. I don't know who need to hear that. Or maybe no one needed to. But whatever. So I'm very happy that I am now opening yet another chapter of my life. I started this situation ship with my person during the quarantine. And, you know, I feel like a part of human nature is going to... Uh, is going to and hopefully will analyze how relationships and human inter- interaction went within this, you know, pandemic, uh, Pinocchio world that we're in right now. I hope that <clears throat> maybe a cultural anthropologist or somebody who just wants to study humans and human nature analyzes exactly what people experience during this, this pandemic. Uh, But we'll see where it goes. You never know what's going to happen. I am happy that my breakup is over. Uh, I am happy that the situationship that generated the breakup itself are over. I'm happy because I see a world of opportunity in front of me now that I'm out of the shit show of what could have been. One thing I will also say to anybody, especially if you're in the queer community, or if you find yourself very attached to relationships, connections, or if you're in the gay timeline of relationships, you know, the gay timeline is after three weeks, you're engaged. After three months, you're married. And after three years, you're living together, you have children, and you cannot separate without it being messy. That is threes of being gay. I'm happy to be out of that because now I see the things that, one, I didn't acknowledge in myself that I was not ready for a relationship, but also, two, the opportunities that are out here in the world as to choose to just settling with something that would make me temporarily happy as opposed to feeling true eternal bliss with another person. I'm rambling, possibly. But I just finished rolling my blunt, too. So, you know, I'm about to spark this bitch up. But I at least want to give you the update on that. Now, the other thing, and this all occurred on Valentine's Day, y'all. All on all, all of it, all of it. Valentine's Day. And it was quite bullshit. So, one of the things I want to share and I want to talk to y'all about, and I feel like this is important because... February is fuckboy season. Let's be quite honest about it. And, you know, not even to mention, Ashanti and Keisha Cole had their versus battle. So, of course, everybody's in their high school, middle school, early college years feelings and ready to sing a breakup song or say baby, baby, baby 40 million fucking times. But, (sighs) Cupid, you are a fuckboy. Valentine's Day, it sucks sick dick. I am not here for it and I'm over it. On Valentine's Day, let's talk about a couple of scenarios that personally I experienced. So first on Valentine's Day, one of the things, I had to acknowledge that I'm no longer in a situationship with the person that I called my person. Um, Valentine's Day itself for me consisted of video games, Grubhub orders and my couch. 
It was quite the day and I truly appreciate it. It was, uh, how do you say it? Fulfilling, relaxing, intuitive to my health. Valentine's Day was great. But then also on Valentine's Day, I almost lost somebody very near and dear to me. So this is going to be the next subject that I get on. Love will take us around the world. We will watch the world burn for love. We will bring new life into the world because of love. We will sacrifice everything for love. That's something that humans do in some way, shape, or form. It makes us it makes us relate to each other on a different spectrum. I don't think it improves the human race, but at least lets us know that there are other things out there aside from just our own selfish gain to become the better or upper class human. Um, with all that being said, the person to me that I lost, well, that I almost lost, who was very near and dear to me, was almost lost because of and I say this in air quotes, love. I have never been married. I have only been engaged. I have never walked down the aisle. I've only gotten ghosted by the person I was engaged to. But the things that I do know, even with the horrible relationships that I have had, is that love will never think, well, love will never make you think that you won't be able to see the next day Feel the nice breeze on your face or be able to see water crash into the shore at the beach. And that's what this love, in air quotes, almost did to the person who was very close to me. Their significant other is fucking somebody else. And their significant other is fucking somebody else in front of their children or probably some in the vicinity of their children. And that's really angering the person who was very near and dear to me. And unfortunately, the person who is near to me does not see right now or understand or maybe be be in the throes of the actual relationship ending that the other person is just a dangerous, dangerous person to them. And because that other person who decided to become the dangerous person, the other individual, it almost ended the person's life who was near to me. And their life almost ended because the person that they love, the person that they have affection for, has been hiding secrets and has not been truthful and has also been reckless. And when I say reckless, reckless means that your children's lives could be affected by the decisions that you're making you're not taking into consideration. I bring this up because... I've always thought it was important that in any moment in our lives, when we bring someone into our life, we have to look at that person objectively as opposed to lovingly. We need to hold them at an objective angle to say, there's nothing about you that would bind you to my life. Even if we have children, your life doesn't bind you to me because the children will still continue on after you. And... When you look at life in that spectrum and how I see that I look at the world in front of me in that spectrum, 
I would expect the person that I have children with to be the person that I can count on even when we hate each other. We don't even have to say a word. We just know that existence needs to go on for the lives that we have created. And the other person in the scenario, the person I'm not close to, the person who is not near and dear to my heart, you didn't keep up the end of your bargain. You didn't keep it up. You didn't try to keep it up. You didn't even pretend that you wanted to keep up your end of the bargain. You sat here and you put the lives in danger of your children and the person who is near to me. And that's an issue. And you did it on Valentine's Day. Now, I've been very, very vague. To clear it all up a little bit, Valentine's Day for me consisted of getting an emergency phone call from a person in my life. And the person in my life who called me with this emergency phone call said, hey, we need to get to this spot immediately because the police have been called because somebody is holding a gun to somebody else's head. So, of course, you know, I'm panicking. I jump out of my bed, throw on some clothes, and I get ready to leave my apartment with <laughs> with my own equalizer in my book bag and ready to go. Thank goodness nobody was hurt, nobody was killed. But in a situation like this where you have one person in a relationship, you have another person in a relationship that started off very fast, tumultuously, and they both decided to explore other partners outside of the relationship. But then when they realized that other partners made them even happier, they weren't able to get back on the one accord and have a stable relationship. One person did one thing, one person did the other thing, which led to a person that they got involved with getting in their feelings and upset and bringing a gun to a fight amongst men. And that gun almost ended the life of the people that I care about. That's what Valentine's Day was for me this year. And I hate it. I hate the fact that on Valentine's Day, the day that we're told that love is 1999, the day that we're told that love will arrive to you in two to three business days, the day that we're told that love exists inside of a card that's folded in half inside of an envelope that is probably incredibly dirty and you should not lick, but you still lick it because you love your loved one even though it's a COVID risk. That's how I spent the day worried that somebody near and dear to me was going to lose their life because the person that they love hasn't been honest and open and real about what they're doing, the feelings that they have, and the people who are around them. Oh, I hate to be able to articulate that in the way that I just articulated. I hate it because it's an experience that I never thought I was going to live through in my life. I myself have been through the experience of having somebody who says they love me, lie to me and leave me. This is the opposite of somebody saying they love, they lie to you and then they kill you. It sucks. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's stupid. I don't understand why this is the spectrum that lives go down, but it happens. And at this point, I'm happy that the people that I care about are now safe in the situation. But it's very important to remember, and I say all this and I'm talking in circles and maybe I'm talking to somebody who needs to hear this. Love will make you do crazy things, but do not lose who you are. 
and the other side of it on the most grandiose day of love. Bitch, fuck you for making me have to get off of my couch when I was playing video games with my Valentine, who is my Nintendo motherfucking Switch, to deal with the life that you created and you don't have edges, bitch. <laughs> Let me light my motherfucking blunt. Because, bitch, you don't have edges. And you need to talk to somebody about that because I still don't like your ass, you stupid bitch. But I just want to just catch up. Let's have that little recap of Valentine's Day. But now let's get into the things that we do need to talk about. Um, Y'all sent me some great things over the times that I have not posted episodes in the last three weeks. And I thought, you know, let's just dive into the mess just a little bit. The first thing. I had a lot of people ask me to give my opinion on Gorilla Glue Girl. Gorilla Glue Girl, I can't see you from my house because you're not Gorilla Glue Girl. People made it great because it was like, oh, three Gs, whatever. Gorilla Glue Girl is a grown-ass woman. Um, so you are a grown-ass woman over the age of 20 who put Gorilla Glue spray adhesive super heavy duty in your hair to get your ponytail laid. I don't feel sorry for you. I don't care what's going on. I get that you were in pain. Thank goodness you got out of your hair. I'm sorry for the pain that you went through. But girl, bye. You are a whole ass adult. You decided to go down these functions. You decided to go down this route. You're 40 plus years old and you know how to read. And the fact that your hands were not messed up when you were doing the video speaks volumes because Gorilla Glue starts sticking immediately. If you've ever gotten Gorilla Glue, any of the formulas on your hands immediately after your hands touch together or touch another object, the adhesive has started sticking to things. So that means, girl, you put gloves on your hand or you knew not to get the shit physically touching your skin or your fingers or the palm of your hand. So girl, by you knew what you were doing. Take your agent and your shorter hair now, which still looks super cute, by the way, and go do something with your life. Um, Gorilla Glue, bye. But I brought that up because somebody else, a couple of weeks after that, sent me the Gorilla Glue Challenge, which apparently people are literally Gorilla Gluing things to themselves. Um, I guess one guy down south Gorilla Glued a red Solo Cup to his face. And you know what, girl, if red Solo Cups were that important to you, do it. Have fun. Apparently he had to go to the hospital. You deserve it. Bye. And then another social media influencer on TikTok, which I'm not on TikTok yet, but y'all, I'm learning TikTok. I'm going to figure it the fuck out and I'm going to hop my ass on there. Um, but I guess this uh, child, I'm going to say this individual, put Gorilla Glue on their hair, but it honestly looked like their hair was a helmet in the first place. Um, but they put the Gorilla Glue in and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it's sticking. Even though it says it on the fucking bottle, bitch. But they put Gorilla Glue in their hair. And whenever they did, it was not laid the way Gorilla Glue Girls was. Tessica Brown is her name. Tessica's uh, ponytail was quite cute. It was very beautiful. It was uh, it was styled. Uh, this child who put Gorilla Glue in the hair on 
TikTok, their hair, one, looked fried and destroyed from all the color that they put into it. And it was like a weird burgundy color. But then the other thing is it kind of looked like if you've ever seen one of those old-fashioned chocolate donuts with a sugar glaze on them how the glaze is not evenly laid in some points it's very very clear that there's glaze on the donut that's kind of how this child's head looked on tiktok it looked like they just dipped a whole head in a bucket full of gorilla glue and tried to brush it before it got hard but they were brushing one spot too long so one side wasn't weird white and flaky and the other side was very flaky and kind of looked like they had cum in their hair. Nice try, child, but fail. You probably just fucked up your head and you're not going to get the removal procedure for free. Because the entire world knows Gorilla Glue Girl, who has done this as an idiot who was probably just very ignorant to the fact that Gorilla Glue does this. But... I've said my piece on it, <laughs> but still, uh, TikTok child with gorilla glue in your hair, you're not getting this girl. Girl, by wash your head, get some acetone, and you better figure the fuck out because the world doesn't have sympathy for somebody who could clearly see what happens with gorilla glue, hair, and stupidity. <laughs> but thank y'all for sending that shit to me. It was quite entertaining to watch. I did chuckle as this child tried to Put a, like, $2 comb, which I love because I use those for my beard, through their hair and it just looked stupid. But we're going to take a little break. I'll be back. And I've got a little more to go over in this little catch-up. So stick around. Hey, y'all. So I am back. Uh -huh. So let's get back into this. Another little thing that I did want to talk with y'all about, and I just thought it would be great, um, was the impeachment of, what are we going to call him today? The apricot asshole, the apricot, uh, you know, what? I'm just going to go with apricot asshole because I thought about apricot adubine, but I don't even think that's a word. I think I just made it up on my own or in a dream. So, uh... I'm behind, but the impeachment did occur. Well, the second impeachment of the former president, Mango Madness. Uh, of course, the House voted to impeach him, so he's technically impeached twice. But in the Senate, they decided not to impeach him. So I want to talk a little bit about the Senate. We're going to talk about some things that are going on currently. The Senate. Uh, the Senate is a part of government. <laughs> it holds less members in the House of Representatives because there are more there are less senators to represent every state as opposed to there being House representatives. The senators number 100 and Kamala Harris, who is the vice president, will always cast a deciding vote if there is a tie in the Senate. So right now in the Senate in the Senate there are 50 Democratic representatives and there are 50 Republican representatives. And in the Senate, this is where a lot of those names that we hear or have heard of in the last four years, the most, like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and a bunch of the other cocksuckers who are out there. And when I say cocksucker, I don't mean cocksucker like you're putting a dick in your mouth, bouncing your head up on down on the dick and just fucking up your gum line. 
I, when I say a cocksucker, a cocksucker in the old-fashioned sense of a cocksucker, this is somebody who knows where the money goes and knows where the influence goes. And what they do is they latch on to that money and influence and suck it dry. That's the cocksucker I'm talking about. And Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, they were clear examples of cocksuckers in the moment where Mango Madness was the president. They were always by his side, even after he called one of their wives ugly. And you, like, clean stuff. No, I'm sorry, Ted Cruz. That's who it was. Ted Cruz, he called your wife ugly. And you were like, yeah, I support, uh, you know, Donald Trump. Even though he literally called your wife ugly. Said she was ugly. And you were just like, yeah, girl, I'm here. I'm still going to support you, even though you've denigrated my family. But, of course, this was going to happen. And then there were people in the Senate... Uh, Mitch McConnell, who was one of them, who released statements saying that, oh, Donald Trump should be held accountable for what happened in the Capitol. If you don't know what happened in the Capitol, that's the insurrection where seven people, I think, at the end of it being reported were killed, including Capitol Police, when they were storming the Capitol because white people wanted to stop the ballot counting of the presidential election because they still wanted Donald Trump to be president. Now, fast forward to now, the House decided to pull forward with articles of impeachment for insurrection with what happened at the Capitol. Of course, the House members passed it and said, he's guilty. And the Senate members who are still sucking his dick said, no, he's not guilty. And this is where we're at. Now, I need y'all to understand something. And I'm not going to go into the details of the impeachment, but I'm going to go into the details of this pseudo- emotionally drive political situation that we're in right now. As I light my blunt again. Now, first thing to understand. Politics right now is not politics. Uh, Politics has to do with money moving, continuation of people, government, and an entity and a body that's supposed to be for the people. What we have right now is platitudes, attitudes, and personalities on our screens in our government bodies we have people who want to make these grandstanding moments and say i stand up for this get behind me or i stand up for this get next to me with what we're dealing with right now this isn't the true essence of politics one of course we need to take out the undue influence which is through businesses and corporations But then we also need to take out the undue influence of party lines, party boundaries, and party mentality. Right now we have factions of people who say, if you're a Democrat, you're right. If you're Republican, you're wrong. Or vice versa. Politics, true politics, doesn't come down to what banner you have, what Harry Potter house you're in, what type of Pokemon you like what gym leader you hope to be, what spiritual stone you gathered from one of the elemental sages to defeat Ganon. That's not what politics is about. Politics is about the fact that we can disagree on a subject as human beings living on the same piece of land, but we can also say that this piece of land belongs to the both of us and we both deserve to enjoy it. That's what politics is about. 
And we have lost the essence of it. We are not there anymore. We are now at grandstanding and literal humiliation and denigration of other people. That is what politics is at. Now I say that and I'm going into this point to say, even though Joe Biden is in office, and if you're listening to me and let's say you identify as a Democrat and that makes you happy, or maybe you identify as a person who is not a Democrat and that makes you happy. Work is not done. We cannot sit back. We cannot just say, oh, shit's going to be all good because Biden and Kamala are in there. It's not. We still have to strive to a world that we want to live in, that we want to enjoy, that we want to be a part of, and that we want to say that we are proud of. That is what we want as a people, as what we want as all of us in this world. And it just depends how we get to it. And at this point, accountability is going to be the biggest and best bridge builder of all time right now. I get if you're one of the people, and if you happen to be listening to my show, I'm quite surprised. But if you are one of the people who stormed the Capitol or wanted to storm the Capitol or agree with the people who stormed the Capitol, this isn't what you want. This isn't the America that you want, or at least I believe it isn't, because the America that you want is supposed to be about equality. It's supposed to be about all lives matter, as you say. But all lives can't matter if a noose is built on the capital steps of, of the capital of our nation. A noose does not represent unity, happiness, love, or joy. But a noose was there, along with a podium to hang somebody from. That's the America that this individual that you're following, if you're listening to me, wants to build a place with nooses a place where you do not have individuality you only can go with the collective and the collective's mindset is that one group of people are superior white people i have to say it because that's what was displayed at the capitol as they called a capitol policeman a nigger but then also said to him at the same time We're serving your boss, so we're here for you, so you should be on our side, you fucking nigger. Or we can take the route to look at politics the way it should be looked at and remove our personal biases, our feelings, and our opinions and just look at the fact that we are a nation of people who still have to live under the same banner because we have the same amount of resources and money no matter if you're on one side or the other. Now, I say that accountability is one of the most important things that comes to a peaceful resolution because if we don't hold the individuals accountable who did what they did, but then we also don't hold the people accountable who led up to what we did, we can no longer go forward because we cannot look at those individuals and say, we trust you that you will not do this again if you have not paid the penance for the crimes that you have committed. That is what needs to be done. For us to move forward. That is what needs to be done for us to go to a place of healing. This impeachment is one of the biggest moments where we could have displayed to the entirety of America this behavior is not okay. And the fact that the impeachment failed in the Senate says that people in the Senate who identify with the 
politics in air quotes that we dealt with for the last four years and the beginning of 2021, that means you support that. That means you support anarchy. That means you support racism. That means you support that another group of people should be held superior to everybody else that they denigrate, subjugate, and rule over. That is what you're agreeing to by not voting for impeachment. That is what you're agreeing to when you say that it wasn't that bad or that they were patriots or siding with them. You were agreeing to the fact that this country should be still founded on the value that white people are superior and that everybody is less than. Now, (laughs) I do appreciate y'all for sending me things about the impeachment and wanting to know how I feel about it. Those are the only emotions and things that I'm going to give to it because at this point, impeachment will not heal the country. The only thing that will heal our country, that will heal this world, is people learning to listen to each other. So if you listen to anything that I just said, or if you haven't listened but you have an opinion you want to give to me, please reach out to me. Reach out to me directly because I would love to talk to you and figure out how we can get to a space where we can sit here together and talk without anybody wanting to bite somebody's head off, hang them, or noose them. All right, (laughs) y'all. So, we have a question. Uh, We have a question I want to get into before we end the show. And this is a listener question. This one comes from Elliot. And Elliot said this. said, hey, AJ, I have a question. And here's my question. Is it possible to keep the attention of a good guy without giving it up in the first month? I don't have a waiting period, but I've learned from my past that if connection is not deep enough, I will become uninterested after sex. Well, when he broke it off, it was cool, but he said he was sorry that we didn't hit it off making the half-sex body gesture. We hit it off so well in every other way, and I was planning something special for us for Valentine's Day. Should I have just had sex with him? I really liked him. What should I have done? All right, Elliot, thank you for sending this in. Um, I'm just going to tell you like this. In a situation that you're dealing with another partner, another individual, another person, I never believed in timelines on having sex with another individual. You have sex when it feels natural and you feel ready for that situation with that person. This person that you were dealing with, having sex with them and, well, not having sex with them, and then breaking up with you or splitting ways because you haven't had sex with them, that's not on you and that's not on you to figure out. It's not on you to figure out like, oh, what should I have done? Where should I be? Maybe I could have done this. Maybe I could have done that. You don't need to figure the fuck out. They decided to leave. That was their decision. And they want to blame it on because of lack of sex. But there have to be other things that are going on for them, not you, are the reason why they left. If sex is the only thing that you wanted, if sex was the only thing that would have made this relationship work, they would have been a lot more forward and vocal to say, hey, we need to have sex while I can stay around. 
the other item of it in my own head saying that y'all didn't hit it off and they're like oh we didn't have sex and which i'm assuming they did like a grinding waist or hip thrusting motion or some stupid shit like that that i've seen people do again if that was their version of hitting it off but not yours it wasn't gonna last in the first place but also you dodged a humongous bullet you dodged a huge bullet because anybody that I've met in my own life who values a connection at sex, it is only on bad. It's only on bad, at least for me. I'm not saying sex is the evil, sex is the bad. And you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm not going to say it's only on bad because I have hookup partners. I have sex buddies. I have kink people that I explore things with. And those connections are really good. But any situation I've had where someone says they want a relationship, but sex is the moniker that determines how valuable our relationship is, it's only ended bad. If sex is the only way that you can calculate that you have a connection and a good relationship with somebody, fine for you. But that doesn't work for me. For me, and what it sounds like to me reading your question, you may be a hopeless romantic, or maybe you enjoy other stimulation other than actual physical rubbing pink parts together sex and if you enjoy that enjoy that and stand in it you don't have to change that for another person because they have a physical attachment in a different way you don't have to worry about that in this situation you asked what i would have done i would have done exactly what you did if i don't have that connection with somebody i'm leaving i'm not going to stay around with them We never need a reason to break up with somebody and we never need a reason to continue on with our life. The only thing that you need to do is pick up your feet, take the next step and figure out where you go. So don't feel bad for making your decision. Don't let him change your decision. But also at the end of it, smoke a blunt. I'm lighting mine again. It's not staying lit, which I hate. But I'm going to let me again for you because you have the right to enjoy your own life the way you want to enjoy it. And just because someone you built an initial connection with, you started to build a bridge with, y'all didn't work out. That doesn't make you less of a person and you didn't do anything wrong. You expressed your feelings and emotion in the way that you felt healthy for you. So go with it. At this point in our lives, we can only keep our own selves healthy and then we can interact with interact with the rest of the world, which we hope is healthy. Take care of yourself first. Don't dwell on this. Again, there isn't a wrong or right for you in this situation because you're already making decisions that are going to be for you in the end. And you never need a reason to be like, deuces, I'm out, girl. I'm not here for this shit. Not today, Satan. But that's what I got for you. So, Elliot, good luck. Please give me an update. I would love to hear what you have to say. Um, Aside from that, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and end the episode here. It was great touching base talking again. And since this episode is going to come out on March 1st, March 1st is going to be my start date for the actual official season two of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Uh... Through the hardships, we're going to get through it. We're going to do what we got to do. And we're going to talk about life. So I hope y'all come around, 
stay here with me, enjoy this little moment, and at the end of all of it, hopefully we find a golden cat shine. If you're playing Mario 3D and Bowser's Fury, hopefully you'll understand it. If you're not, you'll get into it at some point. Or you'll just give me a heart now, which I'm okay with. But y'all, if you ever want to interact with the show, please feel free to do so on all of the social medias except for Facebook at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Or feel free to email me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's Lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to read your emails. You got first four curse words today, so use them sparingly. Aside from that, y'all, please rate and leave a comment or review of my podcast on whatever podcast you're listening on because I can't do this without you and y'all have kept me going for this long and I want to stick around with y'all to annoy your eardrums and piss off your boyfriends and girlfriends and other significant partners for more times to come. I'll talk with you again next week.